This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Do not drive off the road with this big news. DiPietro and Rothenberg. Morning, 6 to 10. I'll give it to you whenever you want it. WEPN-FM, New York. It's 5-5, but in the top of the 10th, Brandon Marsh, two-run home run to start the beginning. Phillies up 7-5 to go to the bottom of the 10th inning in Lone Depot Park. Cardinals with a 7-3 lead over the Minnesota Twins. Texas's lead over the White Sox is 11 and nothing. Uh, I need to have the cue, the, the throw the towel button, but I didn't have it up right now. The Reds, Matt Jones is Reds. They're pitching, according to him, is starting to collapse. The Cubs with a 7-5 lead over the Reds. They're in the bottom of the sixth inning in Wrigley Field. One in the fourth, two in the fifth, two in the sixth for the Chicago Cubs. The Royals still lead the Mets. 3-0, Matt. Just be thankful you're not the Mets. Arizona leading in San Francisco. 2-0. Earlier tonight in the Bronx. Driven out to right center field. That ball is gone. See ya. A three-run home run for Stanton. And the Yankees lead 5-2. Michael K with the call on Amazon Prime. 7-2 with your final. Anthony Volpe also homered. Garrett Cole, seven innings, four hits, two runs. Yanks avoid the sweep. The Blue Jays avoid the sweep at the hands of the Baltimore Orioles. They pick up 4-1 victory. Washington gets only its second win in 60 games when trailing, entering the bottom of the ninth inning. They beat Milwaukee 3-2. Houston, a 3-2 win over Cleveland. Atlanta pummels the Los Angeles Angels 12-5. Padres an 11-1 win over the Colorado Rockies. Boston 6 that should be Seattle 6, Boston 3. From MLS tonight, the Little Wizard did it again. Lionel Messi with a goal in the eighth minute for Miami. They are tied 1-1 with Orlando. Yo, it's Jay Williams. Coming up Thursday, is Mac Jones really fighting for his job? Will he be the first QB bench this year? Oh, all those questions and more. Don't miss it. 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Wednesday night edition of the show. We've got a little baseball and lots of Jets. Yeah, we'll even sneak in some Yankee talk for Gordon. Waiting to chat with you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, X, formerly Twitter. At Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Harvey and Joe, who did a great job on the Dan Grosser Show. We're here until midnight. Then there's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN New York. Hey, Gordon. Larry, World Series back on, baby. That's it. it oh, yeah. It's all in that room. It's in that room. We're in it to We're win it, We're in it, it to win it. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> we are in it to win it. I haven't heard Frank Sinatra at the stadium in weeks. Singing after victory weeks. It does feel like a long time. It's been a lot of Liza Minnelli lately. <laughs> it's been a lot of Liza. It really has. And even the fans were singing with them. How about that? Well, fans have not during been these games, sometimes They've been you, need, moaning, not you need something to kind of keep you occupied sometimes <laughs> when these games are going on. Not tonight. They got to nope, win tonight. No, nope. so. that's it. That, that's what you right want. right in Yankee land. That's what you want. Well, all is almost right in Yankee land. And uh, we'll talk a little baseball next hour, Gordon, because I promised you not to do a lot of Yankees tonight, but I, I will do some that. because, you know, they won. So we'll we kill God them when they lose. God knows what Aaron Boone will come, will come out of Aaron Boone's <laughs> mouth tonight. Some of the lunacy this week. You know, and of course, we'll cover the tough situation with Domingo Herman that was uh, publicized earlier that he's going to go for alcohol uh, abuse treatment. 
and uh, Nestor Cortez is back, and uh, Steve Cohen spoke in mm-hmm. Kansas City, and the Mets responded by trailing 3 nothing and going into the seventh <laughs> inning. But we begin, my friend, with tomorrow night. Finally, Gordon, some football. I don't care if it's not real. No. I don't care. I don't care that it's preseason. I don't care. And it actually, it's pre-preseason because it's the Hall of Fame game. I don't care. I don't care. It's about seeing football and it's kind of a mixed emotion, though, in a sense, Gordon, because, well, not for you, and you'll understand where I'm going in a minute, because it's football. You're happy to see football back. Preseason means regular season a month away. It also means that summer's over. It's, the, it's, it's, it's down the stretch. Yeah. For it's start, and no. You're starting to feel it a little bit in the air. Yeah. My wife and I usually take a little walk after dinner. And mm-hmm. it, the, the weather this week has been sensational. Really has. It's been, uh, you know, sometimes August can be a little sweltering, especially yes. the beginning of August. Yes. But the weather has been fantastic. And I happened to mention to her, I said, feels, you can feel it. A, just, a, just a taste. It's not long sleeve shirt yet. It's still shorts and flip flops. But uh-huh. you can feel the, the, the crispness in the air, Larry, is not far away. You're just, you're just tweaking her, aren't you? <laughs> well, she's a school teacher, so she doesn't yeah, want to hear it. She didn't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. And I know the heir to the Damer Empire, those heirs. Are oh, they, they definitely don't want to hear it. You know, when I was a kid, I, I, I realize now my father, one of the, the real joys of his life was once it got to around July 4th, he would just tell us, summer's over. Summer's <laughs> over, kids. Summer's <laughs> over. And we would melt down every time. And now that fine tradition has been passed down in the Damer household. So now I get to do it to my kids. Don't you? You're, you're loving it, aren't you? Oh, and they melt down every <laughs> single time. There's never, there's never a, well, he's just kidding. Ah, no, they, they melt down every single time. It's the one time I bet that they are unhappy when you say, let's go to the mall. Don't we have to get your school books and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody's looking to do that just yet. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm happy because football is about to be back, Gordon. And tomorrow night, not that we're going to see a whole lot, not that it's going to tell us anything, but, you know, Jets and um, Cleveland with the with the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. And obviously, all eyes are on this Jet team. And it also means that we are actually, we are what? Uh, just under six days away from the, is it six days? Was it the fifth? Or was it the eighth? Uh, when Hard Knocks debuts. Yeah. Well, look, the Jets have been, and it's not just for us. It's not just for our station. The Jets have been the story of the off season. They have been the whole Aaron Rodgers saga. Remember how long we were waiting for something to finally happen, and then it finally happened. And then you think, all right, well, it's happened, but they're not playing yet. It's not, there's nothing to, to fill that void. So, to, okay, now that it's happened, we won't really hear much about it until we get closer to the trend. No, there was always things going on. There's always something to fill that, uh, to fill that uh, content circle. Uh, and uh, the Jets have been the story of the offseason. So it, it's fitting that with high expectations this year, that the Jets are playing in the Hall of Fame game. We'll get a little, just a little taste. Again, yes. much like the weather, just a little tiny taste. It's not going to yep. be real football. It's not going to be the real starters for the most part out there. But uh, we'll, we'll get to see. I would think you're going to get to see Zach Wilson, right? Yes, absolutely. Get to see. We, we're hearing things about that he's looking better in camp and that Aaron okay. Rodgers is taking him under his wing. Mm-hmm. And, and that certainly could be something 
for Aaron Rodgers to set himself apart in terms of great quarterbacks of all time. Generally, the great quarterback, he doesn't care who the backup is. Yeah, He's not looking to help out the back. Favre certainly wasn't looking to help out Aaron Rodgers when he Mm-mm. was a rookie. Uh, Tom Brady, I'm sure, wasn't looking to help out guys when he was the starting quarterback. So we'll get to see a little Zach Wilson. Uh, I guess we'll get to see a little bit. I, I don't know who exactly is going to be on that offensive line. Makai Becton is supposed to play. Yeah, supposed to play some snaps there, so mm-hmm. that will be an important part of it as well. So we just get a little t- – it's like the amuse-bouche, Larry. It's, the, yes. it's It's like the pre-appetizer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, you know that this – even though it's pre-pre and everything, this is big, okay? And I'm going to tell you why it's big. Because Greeny worked his own show. <laughs> wow. Okay. That doesn't have what, Haley's <laughs> Comet? Is it a full moon? Greeny worked his own show. And Greeny believes, while we're talking about the Jets have been the story and the Jets have been, you know, we've been wondering what's going on and what's happening with them but on the field, but they've been the topic of conversation. Well, Mike Greenberg says, you know what? This is not good. They're paying too much attention to what's going on outside of one Jets drive. If there's one thing that I'm a little concerned about, it's that the Jets seem to me to be very concerned about all the things that are said about them and all the things that are being done around them. And none of those things make a damn bit of difference. The reality is the Jets have a tough schedule. They've got six tough games at the very beginning, and they need not to get buried. That's what they need to worry about. The Jets need to come out of those first six games at worst two and four, and I'm really hoping for three and three. If they do, then I think they have a chance to really get something done this year. But they could get buried, and they need to spend absolutely no energy worrying about what Sean Payton says or what talk shows say or anybody else. Now, I appreciate what Greeny is saying, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Okay? But I disagree. It, this is the time to do it. It's pre-preseason. Right. This is the time. If this was week one, I would agree with him 2,000%. To put this stuff behind them, you don't care what people are saying. It's about focusing. It's about what's going on in this locker room. It's about doing what we have to do. Every we have a target on our backs. I mean, everybody's got to, would be giving everybody in that locker room a speech. But Gordon, this is the beginning of pre preseason, and that's one. Two. I mean, Peyton personally attacked the personally attacked Hackett. Somebody had to say something, right? And and he attacked the Jets as an organization. Yeah. So you have to say something, and again. Did it take a long time? Did they have to go into a war room and, for, and get the lawyers out to come up with a with a game plan? It wasn't it wasn't some sort of PR disaster. It was just simply responding to, to what was being said about you. And uh, yeah, if this were week one, they would have gotten it out of the way and they would be moving on to week one. I don't think that they're sitting around waiting for a response from from Sean Payton. It, it was said they responded, and away you go. Now, unfortunately. What do the Yankees always say when they're in the playoffs? Uh, pressure is a privilege. Yes. Well, the Jets have some pressure on them this year. Mm-hmm. There's been other years where th- whatever pressure was on them to start the season, boy, it dissipated fast. It was like the, the <laughs> balloon popping uh, because at the last decade, by the time we get to Halloween, Done. a lot of times the season's over. So this is, this is a different kind of year. Everybody's talking about the Jets, and I would think that Greeny, of all people, would be the first person to say, you know what? This is a good position to be in, that everybody is focusing on us. Yeah, and and why not? 
You invited this. You went out and you brought Aaron Rodgers in. Absolutely. Okay. And by and listen, that was the right thing to do. You botched up Zach Wilson. <laughs> okay. He proved he couldn't play quarterback or he wasn't ready. We'll figure it out. We know he wasn't ready. That's for sure. And so you went out and you did the next best thing. Gordon, you didn't sit here and say, you know what? Well, let's let's bring him back out. Let's do some more work and bring him back out there. He'll be good this year. No, you told him you don't deserve to be the starter. We'll go out and get a real starting quarterback. You sit back, you shut up, you listen, you read the book, and you follow how to be a pro and a professional quarterback. And that's what they're doing. They did the right thing. That was the only thing they could do. Their quarterback play last season was, in the word, troubling. Ooh. And they went out and got somebody else. Yeah. And 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 look, uh, maybe it will go sideways, but it, just in terms of what his resume is, it's a pretty good fallback option to have because <laughs> yeah. you needed something. You needed somebody. And when it first all started to happen and it was clear that Zach Wilson was not the long-term, so well, he's certainly not the solution right now. Whether or not he's the solution somewhere down the road in some distant time, who knows. But For somebody else. <laughs> right, but more than likely for somebody else. Right, exactly. And the name Aaron Rodgers came up. I don't. I don't know. It, it, it seemed kind of far fetched. Aaron Rodgers is going to want to go to the Jets, but he did, and he is. He's on the Jets now. So yeah. this is a good position to find yourself in. And it's it's not that you're going to see him tomorrow night, but there's been a lot of focus on the Jets, and rightfully so. That we've seen superstar quarterbacks change teams and win right away. And. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be a huge deal for everybody and every fan base everywhere, but if the Jets ever get to a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> oh, my God, can you imagine <laughs> coming out of the, the ashes of this last decade? I mean, the story writes itself. It does. It really does. It really does. And, Gordon, now that he's here, Diana Rossini says he's running things. What Aaron wants, Aaron gets. What Aaron wants to see from this team, whether it means what they're serving at lunch to what the play calls are going to be, it's what Aaron Rodgers wants. It's making sure he's comfortable and then everything else falls in place. He has full control over every single thing at Florham Park. It's good to be the king. (laughs) Well, I, I said this last night. The Jets have outsourced their offense. Yep. They had an offense problem. They didn't know how to solve it, clearly. The GM didn't know how to solve it, clearly. The coach Mm -hmm. didn't know how to solve it, clearly. So they went out and they got a guy, and they are outsourcing the entire offense to this guy. Whatever he wants, he gets. Because they realize if it doesn't work for any reason, Mm -hmm. if if it's another bad season, another season out of the playoffs – it's everybody, everybody, everything must go. So they, this is the best possible solution to their problem, and it's on him. He, he's the one that's going to get the blame a lot too, but mm-hmm. it, at the end of the day, he'll get the blame, but the other ones will get the pink slip. It's just like I happened to catch an old Honeymooners a couple of weeks ago. You know, they come on Saturday, I think Saturday nights. Gordon and Ralph Cramden walked in, looked at Alice, looked at Trixie, looked at Norton, and said, everybody out. <laughs> and that would be what would be <laughs> – that would be February 2024 if things don't go well at Foreign Park. Right. And, that and, would how, be the and how, would the, how would the Jets ever argue with Aaron Rodgers? 
He's got, you can't, right? I mean, and in and, and, and Aaron Rodgers' defense, there is an aspect of this, not that he has said this specifically, but it feels like in his time with Green Bay that he presented it as if the Packers have somehow held him back. Mm-hmm. Right, he wanted to do more, but the organization had their own thoughts and their own feelings, and be it the coach in um, um, Mike McCarthy, or be mm-hmm. it this thing or that thing, or they don't draft wide receivers in the first round. It seems like the Packers, from his point of view, were holding him back in some way. So, if you were going to be be the team that lands the great Aaron Rodgers. You have to allow the 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 diva, the the the, the delicate genius, to plenty of, a wide berth to do whatever he has to do. So if it means the coach, they went and got the coach. If it's some players, they went and got the players. So I mean, picking the meals—that's the easy part. Easy, absolutely. <laughs> right. I mean, everything else is is on him. So why wouldn't that part of it be on him as well? No question about it. And besides, he's got hardware. I don't know if anybody else on that team's got hardware. <laughs> well, they have one in the case. He said that, you know, right? He yes. saw, he, he has seen it. They have it there. It mm-hmm. does exist. It does. It, it's been, it's been in the same spot for a very long time. And and I'm sure the trophy doesn't look the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's morphed into something a little larger than I bet what they have there in that case. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven. Since we got some phone calls, well, folks want to talk Yankees. We'll talk Yankees. We'll talk Jets. We'll talk to you next. It's Hardesty and Damer on ESPN New York tonight on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Hardesty and Damer on ninety eight seven ESPN. Gordon, people want to talk to us. Let's do it. Anthony's in the mail truck. Anthony, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How we doing? Anthony. Um, so big, big shout out to the company. So what I wanted to talk about, and I just this this Yankee team, I I am frustrated. I'm beaten down. Um, you know, they, I they, honestly, there's no hope for the rest of the year. They're not. They're not better than the teams that are going uh, after the third wild card spot in the AL, and you know they're not better than Seattle. They're not better than Cleveland. They're not, they're not better than these teams, and they show it. And you know the fact that they made one move yesterday at 5:59 p.m. when the trade deadline was at 6 p.m. Um, you know it's just like a it's like a slap in the face to Yankee fans. Like you know they just don't they don't care, and you know. They just they, they didn't do anything to get better. They didn't do anything to get younger. And I'm just frustrated, fellas. Maybe you could talk me off the ledge. Hope you both have a great night, and I uh, appreciate you taking the phone call. All right, Anthony, thanks for the phone call. You've come to the wrong place. <laughs> if you're looking to be <laughs> talked off the ledge. Uh, no, this is not the, the right situation. No, I mean, we said it all last night. Uh, the, the, the circle is closed. The, the, the window of opportunity the Yankees opened up in 2017, at the end of 2016, selling what they sold. And that was, what's really frustrating is that they, were, they displayed at a time, not that long ago, the ability to read the situation correctly, and it helped spur them the following season. 
We've seen what good Yankee teams look like. We've seen what good baseball teams look like. It does not look like this Yankees team. Thank you, Larry. I'm right, coming Tim. over to New York uh, so we could jump off the Empire State Building together. Yeah, this is not a good baseball team. Um, so they're not going to make the playoffs this year. And at this point, you almost have to hope that something really kind of bad happens so that the message finally gets through the organization that big changes are needed. And I would think that if they finish below 500 on the season, that would be, that would have to be a wake-up call to the organization. If, if anything can wake up the organization, that would have to be it. Uh, wake them up how? Do they, we know they're not firing Cashman. No. We know that they're probably not firing Boone, but he might be a sacrificial person, mm-hmm. considering that the hitting coach is already, that, that position's already been taken as sacrificial lamb for the season. Is it the top three analytic people go? I mean, and would we know? <laughs> well, look, there, there has to be, it seems like that they're all on the same page, that they're doing all the right things. But how we judge that is by how the baseball games are played out. It's not by some formula. It's not by, well, we had this exit velocity, and we had this thing, and we had that thing. It's by the wins and the losses. And if they finish below 500 for the first time since 1992, wow, the owner would have to go to the GM, the front office, whoever, and say, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not telling you that there's some easy fix because a lot of the, the guys that are the problems right now, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. But I think you have to start to reevaluate where you're at and start looking to whatever moves you can make. And this is the, the opportunity lost the deadline where this is not the team. So we're going to have to – we can't change everything, but the things that we can change, let's start changing those things. Yeah, I agree with you. Spike's in St. Pete. Hey, Spike. Hey, boys. I'm seeing Halloween decorations out already. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable how things have changed. That's a pretty funny line that you're passing down from your father about uh, summer's <laughs> over. Summer's yeah, over. Yeah, as soon as you get to Fourth of July, the kids love it. They react every <laughs> single. You get them every single time. Yeah, refresh my memory. Well, as you would know from your wife, school starts what third week of August in Jersey. Uh, no, it starts at the end of August this year, which I absolutely despise. I don't know who made that decision to start it at the end of August. I absolutely despise that. Uh, school, everyone knows school starts in September. So you I don't know what doofus decided to change it up this year to make it August, but they did make it August this year. So I think it's August I, I 30th. Love, I love it when they say, let's take the snow days we didn't get and use them now. But anyway, that's, that's a whole other show, a whole other program. Real fast, uh, I'll be interested in the football, not tomorrow night. I'll just peek in because it's 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 really more apt for injuries to occur when you try to hold back. There are guys who've played football tell me, you know, you see a lot of these non-movement injury or non-contact injuries, and you know where that's going. But it was good to get the Yankee win. I have no complaints. I'm not ordering World Series tickets yet. And there was a lot of movement, and I give your Mets a lot of props, Larry. I discussed it with the City College guy. He mm-hmm. says, this guy knows what he's doing. He made a mistake. He, see, he cut his losses, but uh, he gave me the breakdown, which I mentioned to you Monday night, I guess, mm-hmm. on the luxury tax. It's gigantic what he's saving. So uh, hopefully it uh, works out. I'm pulling for Verlander and Scherzer. Again, I'll say it and leave you and talk to you later. It's just that you can't pay 
40-year-old pitchers their 30-year-old height of their career prices. It, it didn't work. It really didn't. But, listen, we got football back for you guys. And uh, don't. I'm hearing a lot of predictions about your Dolphins, uh, you know, Gordon. A lot of people seem to think that they have to stay mm-hmm. out of injuries. And I'm concerned with the quarterback because he's not a big guy. And how many concussions he had. You, I mean, you got to worry about that stuff. So is Gordon. Yeah, no, very I mean, concerned. Uh, Thanks, Mike. I, I mean, what, what, when was the last time a quarterback made it through a season without getting hit hard? Yeah, and what, what happens when Tua gets hit hard at some point? Yeah, and it feels like I think about what happened last year with all the concussions. What if he has one week five? Mm-hmm. What, what what's the approach going to be then? No, I, I I don't think that there is a team that has expectations this year that are more. Um, Fragile, based on the, the 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 health of the quarterback, but that's not that's about why the they Jets. play the games. That's it. That's it, baby. That's why they play the games. We'll continue our conversation with you on the phones on one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six on this edition of ESPN New York tonight on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Gord, we got more calls. Let's chat with Eddie in LA. Eddie, you're next on ninety eight seven. What's up, Larry? Eddie. What's up, Gordon? How hey, you Eddie, doing what's going today? On? What you got? All right. I'm just going to give you a quick little reminder. I'm not going to be too long because I'm always. Uh, wordy. I'm gonna give you a quick reminder, Larry, until and Gordon, until y'all know, until y'all know this raspy voice. Tour in January, I'm that guy who called in March when everybody didn't think that Aaron Rodgers was gonna come, and I said, "Tell all the Jet fans to relax. He's on his way." Now I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling. I am so hyped up. I am so happy that I can wake up and. I remember foot for the Knicks, they, they always say, oh, relevancy. They always talk about relevancy. And the thing I love about this, about with the Jets, it's more than relevancy. It's reality. And I'm going to just say, um, oh, I was t- say, I'm telling your producer that um, my prediction for the Jets is they're going to be 12 and 5. And even if I'm wrong, I will call you guys back up at the end of the year. Well, I'm going to call you through the season, but I'll call you at the end of the year. I don't have no problem admitting when I'm wrong, but I'm telling you guys, I really feel good. I think that the Jets are going to be 12-5, and and the curse is finally going to be broken. They're going to the Super Bowl. And let me just say, my give you my uh, Stephen A. Smith, the reason why we're going to the Super Bowl, because he's a bad man. And you guys have a good night. I'm going to sit back and listen to you for the rest of the night. All right, Eddie. Thanks for checking in. And he's very uh, on board. Oh, look, I have been very – I think I was one of the first people to say that I thought that they were going to get Rodgers. Yes, you were. Um, I was one of the last people. I was like, yeah. I don't think he's going to come. I don't think yeah. he's going to come. I don't think he's going to come. I, I did think that they were going to get him. It seemed like the perfect fit for what they needed and where he was looking to go. And uh, as optimistic as Eddie is at 12-5, and five, as well, we he's all not, know. Well, he's not as optimistic as you. No, the, op, the, the Gordon Damer algorithm, NFL algorithm – has the Jets at 15 and 2. That's unbelievable. So, can you imagine how pumped up Eddie's going to be when he goes 12 and 5 and they have more wins than that? <laughs> more games left. Yeah. yeah. Mind boggling. That? that would be great. 
That would be great. Tommy's in Connecticut. Hey, Tommy. All right, boys, I have questions. Why am I hearing, like, AOL dial-up noises in the background? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Sometimes Harvey has a show that he is, is he producing. buttons back there? Yeah, he, he's producing a show for himself. Well, actually, right, what so you Harvey, heard. Harvey, I love you, buddy. I'm not taking shots. And also, actually, I, I'll, I'll tell you this, I Tommy. Need... Hold on a second, Tommy. I'll tell you. I'll explain, and then you'll be able, I'll let you finish your, your thoughts. That was the algorithm that Gordon used. Right. I mean, it's, a, it's a shot at my algorithm. This is a very high-tech, powered, AI-induced algorithm that I've come up with. But this is their way, Tommy, of taking shots that somehow I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the basement with, my, uh, with mom's dial-up. I'm telling mom, get off the phone so I can dial up to the AOL machine. Yeah, with the, some, Prodigy some, some old school, back in the day. Uh, you know, radio with an antenna mm-hmm. on top of the house. Yep. With heads in the jar. Yeah. <laughs> also, I have, I have another question. There is no way Anthony is still delivering mail at this hour. I, no I would chance. like to think not. I, he is very involved with the company, so maybe he's a little bit delayed. But, yeah, you would like to think that Anthony has wrapped up things for the day. All right. But in all seriousness, so the Yankees are just, you know, long, middle of the road, last place in the AL East. I think we really do need to give – Garrett Cole a little bit of shit. He's, he's got to be the front runner for the Cy Young. This guy's is – I was looking at his numbers. He's 10-2 and two with a 2-6 ERA with 23 starts. You know, you, that means they wasted so many starts giving him a no decision. Yeah, well, I mean, that's been the problem all year. The, the offense has been – No run support. Yeah, no run support. Um, it's not just for him. It's for everybody. I know the betting odds. He is the favorite in the betting odds that I've seen recently. I know Goss, uh, Kevin Gossman is up there. Uh, McClanahan has kind of dropped off. Now, they might. this might be one of those years they give it to a reliever. I think the kid Batista with the Orioles has had a great season. I don't know where his odds are right now. But, yeah, you would think Cole's come close before to winning a Cy Young. You would think that if he can keep this up, this might finally be the year. Yeah, I, I hope he. I hope he gets it because I mean, you look at his numbers. It's probably as good as he's been since he was on whatever special secret sauce they had right. in Houston. Exactly. Thanks for the call, Tommy. It's not secret sauce. It's 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 the it's the ability for the pitching staff and analytical mm. staff to see and and just highlight the positivity and the things that you do well. And you just tweak it just a little bit, Gordon. Just but, bit. you know, what's funny is that he, he he became, like, all of baseball was using spider tech. Yes. But he became, like, it was like only him that was using it. Like, he was the Gaylord Perry of spider tech. <laughs> he can't be the same pitcher. He can't do this. Every year, he's gotten Cy Young boy. Even as disappointing as last year might be by his standards, yep. he still finished, like, eight or ninth in the Cy Young voting last year. So... Uh, no, look, there's been plenty of things that Cashman has gotten wrong over the last three or four or five years. That signing is not one of them. But it could turn out to be if he does the wrong thing with this extension when he has to Oh, well, look, that, that, yeah, look, <laughs> I'm not telling you that it, it's, it's flawless from here on out. I'm just saying as of right on, now. Gordon, they got to keep him. They're in it to win it. How could you let him go? How could you not resign him? Well, He's been I, I, everything you want. He's been everything you've asked for in the ace. Everything. He has. And the Yankees generally don't lose players that they want to keep. But this might be a new day. Who knows? It, it's, it's the years. It's not the money. 
It's going to yeah. be the years, Gordon. It's yeah. going to be the years. Well, I mean, that, that was the thing with LeMahieu. I think yep. most Yankee fans wanted them to re-sign LeMahieu until they found out it was a six-year contract. Yeah, that's the stop. I mean, I love LeMahieu, but, you know, six years, yeah. all of a sudden you're, you're starting to feel the feel feel the, the age creeping in here. Like, what? How many more years are we going to left? Uh, and it's not creeping. No. <laughs> that's the problem. Wow, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's going very slow. It's going very slow. <laughs> Scott's in Edison. What's up, Scott? What's up, what's up, fellas? My favorite duo, Shaq and Colby. How are you guys doing? Thank you very much, my friend, Scott. What's going on? What do you got? <laughs> uh, listen, guys, uh, the reason why I called was about the Yankees, but the first caller, I think his name was Eddie, you know, he reminded me of something I wanted to mention to, um, to Dan earlier in the show. Um, just real quick, the Jets are winning this division. I mean, I'm not scared of Buffalo at all. I mean, I feel like the past two years, you know, I've jumped on the Josh Allen bandwagon, and he's had this perfect start to the past two years. And it seems like the second half of the year, he just turns into a turnover machine. And I just I don't understand it. But, but like I said, the main reason why I wanted to call was about the Yankees. So I need you guys to hear me out. So because the, the first part of, of this explanation is going to sound insane, absurd, asinine, whatever you want to call it. So I've heard a lot of Yankee fans and broadcasters talk about, oh, um, if they sign Otani, I mean, how huge that would be in the offseason. Don't get me wrong. As a diehard Yankee fan, I will – I mean, I, any baseball fan would love Otani to be on their team. I'm not disputing that whatsoever. My main concern is I've seen Cashman the, the past few off seasons, and he leaves me no reason to believe that. Just, just say they sign Otani. I just have this gut feeling that he's going to say, okay, we got Otani, boom, the job is complete. We have Judge Otani, boom, that's all we need. Meanwhile, I mean, you look at the elite teams in, in the league, the, the Braves. Rays, Dodgers, one through nine, and, and their lineups, boom. I mean, I mean, their 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 weakest batter. I mean, is it, pretty damn good. I'm just concerned that that Cashman is going to be satisfied with Otani if they sign him, and not going to do anything else to help this, this damn lineup. You know. Well, I would say this guy, and thanks for the phone call. He would have to do something because even if he got Otani, he still needs somebody to play left. And let's not be fooled by the fact that IKF threw, threw, threw out two people, got outfield assist tonight. He's not an outfielder. He's done a great job, Gordon, in, in relief. He's not an outfielder. He even Cashman knows that he it's it's it, it's unbelievable that as a GM, you would go into a season knowing that you needed a left fielder, not a backup catcher, Gordon. No, not, not, not a lefty bat off the bench, right? <laughs> not, not a lefty special, a, Luga, a, a, a lefty specialist reliever or something like that. No, you needed a left fielder. <laughs> One of your starting nine. Don't have it. Nah, we're good. <laughs> let me put, let me put, what was the caller's name? I'm sorry, I blanked on Scott. it. Uh, Scott, they're not getting Otani. So everything else that you were thinking or worrying about, oh, they're just going to get Otani. They're not getting Otani. We I do can have tell the you talent. that right We do have the capabilities. That's right. We're in it to win it, Gordon. Right, because what would be the appeal of the Yankees to Otani? They're, they're a team trending in the wrong direction. They've gotten older. They're, they'll have some money to spend this offseason, but 
I mean, Otani's going to cost a, a real pretty penny. Yes. I don't know that the Yankees have the appetite to add another long-term contract like I would think that Otani would be looking for. And and uh, uh, the team that he's on right now has a basically the same record as the team that, that the Yankees are. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see that being uh, I don't see that being a fit. And he previously has said that he didn't want to play on the East Coast. So, other than that, here. though, there's a, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I know that the Yan- the Yankees are always going to be like when you look at like uh, betting odds, they they always throw the Yankees in there because people will bet on the Yankees because they think uh-huh. it's the Yankees. Yeah. The Eventually, times cha- they'll spend money. Right. The times <laughs> have clearly changed. Yeah. They they're really not have. the same Yankee organization, and the reason they're not now, if they had a lot of money coming off the books, I still think that they're going to spend money. This idea that the Yankees are cheap is not really true. They're spending the second most in baseball. The problem is the person who's spending the money is doing a disastrous job of spending it. Yeah. He, he's spending it in a way, Larry, as we just detailed. They don't have a starting left fielder. They went into the season knowing no they don't have a starting left fielder, and they have not found one as of yet. 100 games in, we're still looking for a left fielder. Unbelievable. It's incredible. More of your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. So y'all know this raspy voice. I'm that guy. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So Brian Cashman, who spoke to the media today because of the Domingo Herman situation, right. uh, which, which we'll touch on in a moment, but he was asked about left field. So, Gordon, just for you, mm. I want, and I have not heard this, so I oh want you God. to hear. This could go anywhere. I want you to hear what Brian Cashman's response was when he mm. was asked about not fulfilling, not filling the left field needs for the Yankees. Answers with Aaron. It's been one that we've tried to upgrade. Getting your hands on it is the more challenging aspect of it. So what's been available from the wintertime with the decisions we made within the budgets that we had, and obviously I think this is our highest payroll we've had, is that's what we had to show for it. And we couldn't push through any further unless we were able to subtract a significant amount to add a significant amount. So we relied on the kids. You know, went, went, went with the competition going in the spring training, and it's led us to where we're at right now. And hopefully Jake Bowers continues to swing it for us a little bit there, and then maybe Pereira pushes his way up in the mix, and who knows if Cabrera resuscitates for us, you know, in the 2023 season. But we believe in him as a player, and his ceiling is higher. And But, yeah, of course, I'd like to have any void that's currently a void filled, any area that's an area of weakness filled. And we have certain established players playing in certain areas right now that we're supposed to be excelling, and it hasn't happened either. So it's just a tough run for us this year in a lot of categories so is he saying that the reason why they don't have a left fielder is because how wouldn't give him the money to purchase a left fielder gordon no he he is he is removing himself from the money spent and is only focusing on the brian cashman who was spending money this offseason <laughs> so he didn't have he didn't have the money this offseason now, the reason he didn't have more money to spend this offseason is because of uh, uh, previous Brian Cashman. Mm-hmm. Previous year's Brian Cashman has brought either trades or signings, or all, and the payroll is what it is. So he had really the money to spend one big expenditure. They signed Rodon, 
and that was it. But yeah, he's he is excusing his previous actions and is only focusing on the right now Brian Cashman. All those previous Brian Cashmans, they they don't count. <laughs> the reason that they're in the position they're in is not current Brian Cashman's fault. It's previous Brian Cashman's fault. Does that make sense? Uh, no, but that's okay. okay. But I understand what you're saying. I, yeah. I definitely understand what you're saying, and, and I, I get it. I get it. Uh, did, did Cabrera have a chance to prove that he could play? Well, I mean, they, they, they gave him some at-bats, um, and certainly if he had shown anything, he would have gotten more at-bats. Unfortunately, he, he didn't show a whole lot, so... They've been they've been searching. Trust me, they've been searching. They've been trying to find uh, so, now not outside the organization. Mm-hmm. They're not going outside. They're 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 looking at what they got. They're trotting them one out. If it's Aaron Hicks or if it's Bowers or if it's this guy or it's that guy, and to be able to hold down the position, it don't take much. One hot week. Yeah, <laughs> and, would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, I mean, a lot of times he's been, given you. yeah, IKF would be playing left even more if he wasn't already playing right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or playing center. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's laughable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. How are you getting this I situation? mean, they, 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 they Billy McKinney and, uh, you know, Greg Allen's out there and, yeah. you know, they got a bunch of guys and, and they none do. of them, none of them have hit, uh, Cabrera this year. I was just trying to find his numbers. Mm-hmm. 205 batting average, uh, 266 on base, a slugging of 300. Ugh. And in case you're wondering, he fits is that right good? in. That that's not good. No, he, he had fits an OPS. Right in what they have? If you had a, an OPS plus of 100, is considered average. He had mm-hmm. an OPS plus of 60. Wow. So that's 40 percent below average. Mm. He had 200 uh, plate appearances. He had basically 200 at bats, and uh, that's. That's what we're going with. Okay. But they still believe in him, Larry. They they believe in him in a big way. I know they do. Not so they much to put him out there. Of course, but, you know, we know it, it's coming. It's coming, Gordon. It's coming. Um, on a serious note, Brian Cashman talking about Domingo Herman, who's going to take a leave of absence from the team to deal with the alcohol abuse situation. And Cashman says... You won't see Domingo Herman anymore this season. He's on the restricted list. Do not ex- do not expect him back this year. And he's dealing with the most important issues right in front of him now. So we're you know, but you're not going to see him pitch this year for us. Brian, did he say anything to you prior to what's going on here? I don't want to go into any details. I just know that obviously, you know, the steps that are being taken today by Domingo are very important and necessary, and uh, and hopefully it can be a game changer. Obviously, concerns for him and his family, yes? I'm just worried right now for the person, the immediate family, you know, that Domingo Herman is certainly a member of the Yankee family and dealing with a very serious issue. And I, you know, certainly I think we all are going to keep him in our, our prayers as he takes very important but necessary steps in trying to deal with this problem. Now, I have to admit, Gordon, and you can call me a bad guy, but when this came out, the first thing that came to my mind was, did this have anything to do with the situation that we had a couple of days ago? Right. Sure. Of course. Was, you know, he's not? in, he's out, right. he's out, he's in, he's out. So 
uh, Kasman was asked, and he says no. No, I mean, it's a completely separate issue, you know, and, and everything that obviously transpired on Thursday in Baltimore that led to Friday not starting, I think Aaron Boone's already addressed and is 100% accurate. Please don't. You were okay till you said he's addressed it was 100% accurate. Please don't. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go down that let's rabbit hole again. Please. Oh, my God. Right. No, let's not do that. But, Gordon, this is, this is a shock. I mean, you look at the – well, yeah. It's a shock in the sense that you look and see how well he's pitched for much of the season. Yeah, he had a perfect uh, no-hitter, right? Mm-hmm. And then perfect a game. perfect game. And then, obviously, the bad outings. Now you wonder if the, it makes you look at the whole season kind of differently for him. And you know what? He's had, he's had a couple of distractions off the field now that's, that's, that's affected his career. Yeah. Uh, well, look, it, it, it's never um, – whenever you have the moment of clarity to get yourself some help, it, it's good that you've had that moment of clarity. Some people go their entire mo- their entire lives and never have that moment of clarity to realize yeah. that they actually have a problem. So hopefully for Domingo Herman's sake, for his family's sake, uh, that this is going to turn his life around, away from the field. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really, at this point – it doesn't matter what happens on the field uh, that this is more important for him. So uh, he's not going to pitch for the Yankees again this season. I don't know what his contract situation is, but um, this is far more important. He should get it taken care of. And the fact that he is, I think the way I read it was that he, he's the one that uh, voluntarily entered the, 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 the treatment. Mm-hmm. So that's great that he has finally had that moment of clarity. He knows he needs help. Right. That's the bottom line. Gordon and I will come back and talk about (laughs) Steve Cohen. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. Why am I hearing like AOL dial-up? I'm not sure. 